Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to Let's Review. This is your host, Hope, and your host, Alyssa, with our guest. My name's Skyler. It's not, he's not awkward at all, guys. He's totally normal. <laughs> Very normal. Yeah, so to prove that, we should make him tell us something about himself. Yeah. Oh, uh... Icebreaker? Yeah, me, yeah, me. I'm gay. We know that. Why are you telling me things I know? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's an audience. <laughs> secret, secret. Oh, um, drink of the day. <laughs> Berries and cream, RC. Not sponsored. I love how we're already overshadowing the guest with, <laughs> with your drink of choice promotion. That's listen, me. listen, the crack on that is a lot more interesting than what I have to say. What do you have to say? I'm gay. Oh. oh. <laughs> That's your whole personality. That's it. That's it. We, everyone, we have a queer. All you need to know is that Skyler, he's gay. He's gay. Well, you're half gay. Half gay and also a giant slut because I am polyamorous. I'm bisexual and polyamorous. I can't make a decision for my life. That's true. You've never That's all right. Decision. Not since I've ever met you have you made a decision like immediately. You've always been like, hmm. And well, you have to think about things. Why do you so need to choose? Why Why can't you have everything? Why not both? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I do want to say, this is the finale of season one. Final episode is what finale means. No. <laughs> I just, this berries and cream is fucking delarsh. Yeah. It tastes like berries and cream, berries and cream, you're a little lad who loves berries and cream. Why is it so fucking good? Oh, that's cream? really good. You, you don't get a little cup season. It is really good. It has no fucking reason to be this good. No? It has who no business. It? it has a nice little fizzle. Whatever. Podcasts suck. <laughs> we cut all of this. None of it's real. We're all... It's, it's all edited. We live, oh, yeah. We live in today is just podcasts in general. We thought we'd go a little meta for the final episode. So I wanted to discuss what it means to create a podcast in what some would call an oversaturated market. And we can debate if it is oversaturated or not. But what we have in common is that we all have podcasts. Yes. That's true. I do have my own podcast. I basically wanted to do something that had a gimmick because I feel like gimmick podcasts are just something that I gravitate towards. Something that I wanted to do. Yeah. So my whole gimmick with my podcast is that we're playing a video game, Deep Dungeon, and we have guests on every episode and it is a live podcast. So I don't edit it at all. So it's very uh, loose, freeform. Right. Not rough. Raw. Yeah. Ridged. There we go. Pretty, pretty nice and convenient on the production side. Yes, because it's... Well, I... Says, yeah. and she edits our podcast for hours on end because I'm a crackhead. It's super easy for me because I'm just usually streaming either way, where the live podcast is basically I start up a stream and I just ignore chat, anything that comes in, 
I'm basically just focused on doing the game as well as interviewing the guest. If people wanted to find your podcast, how would they search for it? It is Deep Dungeons Discussion on Spotify as well as on my Twitch, which is twitch.tv slash mindlesssystems. And we should include that in the description below. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Dev- Devin also and mm-hmm. Devin yeah. is a co-host as well. Uh, I have two co-hosts as well as two filled co-hosts. Essentially, if someone, say, Devin says, hey, I feel super sick, I have essentially two people that I can go to and say, who's able to film it? That's so good. that we don't miss an episode. Here we are, just me and Lil Hope. We're just vibing. We're just, we don't got nobody extras. I've listened to the first episode of your guys' podcast, and it feels very freeform, very loose. Totally. If, if I don't have, yeah, if I don't have structure, I freak out. <laughs> so I very much wanted my podcast to have structure. So you have less structure in the editing, but more structure in the way that it goes. Yes. As you're, or as, as you're streaming. Well, your podcast is yeah. task-oriented. So everyone yes. is engaged in the same task. Mm-hmm. You have designated people to ask questions, for sure. Yes. Devin is very good at making sure that there's no dead air, and is really good at asking the questions that pertain to the guests that you we have on. You might be good at that. Yeah. Yeah, he's real. Do you have pre-formatted, or do you have questions to ask people already in mind, or is or is that more pre-formatted? Whenever we figure out that we have a guest coming on, mostly it's just me and Arden that scour their social medias to essentially ask questions that make sense for them to be asked. Okay, that's a cool strategy. Uh, we had someone on Little research. Yeah, we yeah. had someone on that has been doing game screenshots. From the game that we play, and they've been doing it every day now and plan to for the entire year. They started January 1st, and that was one of the big questions what we asked is, what made you want to do that? And to find out, audience, you will have to go check out the podcast. Yeah. I believe that was episode two was Dragon Emperor. Sweet. Yeah. Oh, I did want to make one point, though. What you do not know, Skylar, is that actually a lot of planning goes into our podcast. Yep. (laughs) We we talk, you know, about how we're going to structure things, and Mm -hmm. you know what? It's incredible how much and how little structure we have. It almost almost takes a lot of structure to make it seem chaotic. Yeah, (laughs) because just today, uh, we were talking about season two and what episodes, what the topic's going to be, because we have to get a hold of guests, we have to make sure that our topics are relevant to those guests and we aren't like trying to talk to you about being straight you know you know that's just not we would never literally couldn't Ah, uh, yes. Let's talk about the first uh, 22 years of my life where I'm pretty sure I was straight. <laughs> no, you weren't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Are we just going to disclaimer? Trauma disclaimer. aside. Trauma aside. Yeah. <laughs> disclaimer, we have trauma. <laughs> and, you know, issues. And Our podcast is all about those issues. <laughs> like Taco Bell hot sauce. Right. So, too, unplug ourselves. <laughs> Plug ourselves, yeah. I'm going to plug you. Episode one was really good. Episode one was good. So, Hope is the editor of the podcast. Just ignore. I don't do jack shit. I show up, I, like, make a social media post once a week. Okay, but you're you're a social media manager, which actually means a lot to me, because I don't do social media. I don't know if I'm allergic to it. I just can't really... I I just can't really seem to sustain it. Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) Yeah, let's get into it a little bit. Let's let's review some podcasts. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. So, I know you had some podcasts to talk about. Yes. Whenever I found out that I was doing this episode with you all, not only, you know, talking about the podcasts that I have, the podcasts that you guys have, I was interested in essentially figuring out what the first podcast was. And it's a bit of a contention, but in my own opinion, I feel like it's almost Hot Ones. It's the first, like, gimmick podcast, which is one of those things that I gravitate towards. Essentially, have a guest on and do a bit where they just eat really hot hot wings. Now, the question is, though, podcast, video creation, if you think about the history of audio recordings, there have always been, like, radio shows, yeah. audio recordings, yeah. and those predate, like, video and stuff. Oh, yeah. But the advent of podcasting as its own kind of genre kind of stemmed out of a little bit of a fusion of, well, you can create videos, but you can also have the audio from those videos, and you can pull them into their own format. Mm -hmm. So I think that helped a lot. I don't know. There was just, like, a huge explosion of podcasting. I can't remember what year it was. 2003. 2003? Yeah, it's I really... I googled because I was like, I have no clue what they're talking about. It just really popped, <laughs> it just really popped off in, mm. in the early aughts to, to late aughts, I guess, and then just kind of grew from there. It says that the first podcast was a podcast called IT Conversations by Doug K. <laughs> I wouldn't Which I am clearly just not interested in. No offense to Doug K. From yeah. 2003 to 2012. Oh, so wow. somebody was interested. Yeah. Not yeah. me, not my market, not my niche. He was doing interviews, right? Mm-hmm. He was interviewing published MP3 record, bro. <laughs> MP3 recordings of his interviews at IT Conversations since June created an RSS feed with enclosures, thus creating the first podcast. Oh. Okay, yeah. I mean, I would say what distinguishes a podcast from any other format is going to be that RSS feed. I agree. Yeah. That's what it's telling me. It blew up with the iPad whenever the MP3 files moved sense. from user land yep. radio to iTunes. Mm -hmm. iTunes really had... Because um, Apple... Apple Podcasts. I think audiobooks kicked off, huge, you know, yes. in, a, in a big way as well. A lot of partnerships and pairing. Um, in November, the company Audio Feast filed a patent application for method for providing episodic media, which is what podcasts are. They're episodic media. Yeah, it's crazy that that's patented. And it launched its service in September, but it did not refer to itself as a podcasting service and was not built on an RSS. Costs $50 annually to use, which that's not a thing anymore because of Apple Podcasts. And Apple was like, actually, no, get fucked. We win. What do you think the first gimmick podcast was? Essentially, interviews, but with a twist. I don't know. I mean, I think that would be hard to distinguish. That would be hard, yeah, because. Mm. Well, when did, when did Hot, uh, hot Ones oh, begin? Yeah. When did that kick off? That's a good question. Google. 2015, so many years after podcasts had, like, kicked off and launched. Yeah. That's crazy. It feels like so... But it is 2023. It is. You know? So that, that kind of tracks. I wonder... You know how Howard Stern had the radio show, right? Yes. You think he's got a podcast now? <laughs> I bet. His, his radio show probably turned into a podcast. Yeah. The thing is that... Everyone has a podcast these days. It feels like it, yes. <laughs> Every celebrity, if you're out there creating content, mm -hmm. it's pretty easy to convert that content into a podcast. So then you have you have your video, you have your audio, and it really reaches a wider audience because you're going to have people who are more inclined towards like one media format or the other. Right. Hey, now Howard Stern is a podcast. <laughs> just, so, just so everyone's aware. Just so we all know. 
<laughs> but it's a thing. Mm-hmm. So we're kind of talking about everyone and their dog in the kitchen sink has a podcast. Oh, yeah. Is the podcast market, is it oversaturated is a good question. I think there are certain niches that are oversaturated. The true crime podcast market, oversaturated as fuck. But there are so many good ones. Why would it not be? I listen to 10 different true crime podcasts, um, but there are markets of the podcast that aren't oversaturated. Let me tell you what, something that's not oversaturated, helpful content for studying the CPA exam. (laughs) If anybody has great knowledge with the CPA exam, you should make a podcast about it immediately. Send it to us. Hope we'll listen. I was having some struggles finding anything and... You know, I mean, it would sometimes it would be nice to have some some really well structured podcast educational content. Yeah, there's a lot of psych <laughs> content that's educational. Oh yeah, podcasts. psych is, psych is great. Like that's definitely a channel and avenue that I listen to a lot of podcasts within. Yep. Just just some shout outs to some of my favorite psych podcasts and my my favorite true crime podcast is Sword and Scale. If you haven't, if you're into true crime. Listen to it. Sword and Scale is impeccable. Sword and Scale Nightmares is a, like, sub, same guy. His voice is fucking impeccable for telling, like, scary true crime stories. Not sponsored, but I'm gonna get a hold of Mike. Some of the psychology ones that I've been listening to. A interesting question. What do you feel is the first podcast that you ever listened to? Oh, mine was Sword and Scale. Like three years ago, actually. I really love fiction podcasts where it's acted out, where they bring a story to life. Yes. Radio dramas are what yeah. I was really big into for a while. Um, mm-hmm. There was a really good one called Wolf 359. I was listening to some SCP. <laughs> I mean, I fucking love S- SCP. <laughs> I cannot find a podcast on SCPs that are that, that I am interested That you vibed in. with? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, a lot of this is just like fan based. Like, they're really interested mm-hmm. in the content and they wanted to do something on it. So, you know, you have to keep that in mind. I, you know, sometimes listen to some some queer stuff. Fairy is the most recent radio drama that I listened to. Uh-huh. It was impeccable. It was so good. Hmm. It was like real life, but not real life, but complete fantasy. But it was just, it was just really good. So some good like quality production. I don't know anything about the production companies, but they've put out some good stuff. Like uh, Q Code, yes. the iHeartRadio stuff. They kind of tend to do the the fiction stories that are interesting. Critical Role, I I got their podcast, of course, because sometimes it's easier to listen to because I don't have that much time to watch something. I used to work grounds at the apartments that I live in, and I would just put my headphones in, do the yard work that I need to do, and listen to Critical Role. The first thing that I listened to that was essentially through a podcast, uh, through Apple Podcasts, was a radio show from an EDM artist Ooh. that I listened to. Can't remember the name of the podcast or anything like that, but it was essentially him talking about things that were happening in the like dubstep and EDM sphere, news and everything like that, and then he would play songs. It was a radio show, but the first actual like podcast, which is just people talking about stuff, was Super Rodcast, and that was right whenever I was getting into being a judge for the Pokemon TCG. It was a source of information that I feel like I wanted also. Uh, welcome to Night Vale. Yeah, Welcome to Night Vale. Right. So good. One of my partners has told me tons about it. Which one? Nick. A fucking course, because they're <laughs> incredible. <laughs> I want to text them, like, immediately tonight. 
<laughs> yeah, even like, even my parents liked. I I introduced them in, just to an episode of Welcome to Night Vale, and my parents liked it. Yeah, Welcome I to Night Vale. I don't think they would listen to it, you know, regularly or whatever. But right, Aiden showed it to me one night at like three a.m. and I was like, and now we're in love. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it happened. <laughs> Um, but anyway, you said you wanted to review some podcasts as far as, like, what what do you think people are doing well versus what they are not doing well? And how does that mm-hmm. play into, I don't know if you've looked at their audiences or how much of an audience they have. I didn't really look too much into the audience of certain podcasts, but I did look at, like, some of their content and I found quite a few podcasts that just feel like it makes me cringe essentially i could only watch like 10 minutes of it before i was like all right these no so it was a podcast with like six or five guys that very much had egos and would essentially invite women onto the podcast and the women would ask questions and then the men would just mansplain what kind of questions oh so there was a question that got me heated Oh boy. Yeah. Let's review. Uh, Let's review. So one of the women said, in terms of abuse, would you say that physical or mental abuse, there is a cause to get out of a marriage? And oh some no. What egotistical the fuck did man, this guy say? Egotistical <laughs> man said, no, you oh, can't God. break out of marriage even if that is happening. Another another woman said, all right, if the woman is cheating, is that grounds for a divorce? Oh, and it's immediate yeah. 180. He's just like, yeah, it says in the Bible. And I was just like, buddy, it says a lot of things in that old book that we don't go by anymore. Preach. Yeah, that was one of them that got me heated. And I, I just clicked off of it and I was like, nope, I have something to talk about, but no, none of that, no more. <laughs> There was another one where they essentially did this bit where they asked these women to essentially rate them on looks. Some grade school, junior high, high school, spin the bottle type of bullshit. Which, I mean, can be fun, but it depends on how you're doing it. If you're taking shots at each other and having a good time at it, yeah, like, it could be funny. It's like, oh man, your nose is too big. And it's like, yeah, you're not wrong. I look like Toucan Sam. If you're, like, poking fun... Or if you're, like, like overly complimenting yeah. people, I love that. These people just <laughs> sounded like they actually just wanted to have the ego boost of right. these women telling them that they're attractive. No, I would love, all right, scale of one to 10, how do you think I look? And it's either a roast of your friends and knowing that it is all in good fun or the over-complimenting one also sounds a lot, like a lot of fun. Or an absurdist one where you're kind of like commenting on features the person doesn't even have. Yeah. (laughs) Make shit up about people. You know, Yeah. yeah. Hope, I would say that based on my own opinion, about a 7 out of 10. But if you had like three more arms, I'd say probably like 10 out of 10. Yeah. It's (laughs) your lack of having five arms. If you were more spider-like. Yes, honestly, that's it. The the fact that you only have two eyes, I think, drops it to a 6. Yeah. Yeah. If you would have like, I don't know... Six more eyes. Four eyes. Probably. You're clearly not seeing enough. Yes. Yeah. 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 Clearly, clearly, that's it. (laughs) Uh, Listen to our episode all about eyes. Yes. Yes. (laughs) 
Anyway, man, there's so many podcasts out there. It's fucking <laughs> wild, honestly. I was literally just like going through my Spotify. These are shows that you might like to listen to. There's just, there's so many. Like I could scroll forever and mm-hmm. it's going to tell me a million different podcasts. And they're all in the same genres. I like stumbling upon things. Me too, though. Yeah. You know, sometimes I will do like a keyword search and I will see, well, what else is around that keyword? Yeah. Is Mystery Science Theater 3000 a watch party podcast? Have you heard I don't know. of Mystery uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000? Yeah, I once attended a live show of that where really? they... I, I don't know if it was the actual crew or uh-huh. if it was an offshoot, but what they did was that same format where they took an old movie and they, yeah. they did a voiceover. There's actually a term for that. I think it's riffing. Maybe. But they went under that title, uh-huh. the mystery theater title. How would you turn that into a podcast? It's just basically a watch party podcast where you watch movies and then just is this, rip them apart. Is this something you heard about or you're just curious about? Or? No, just curious about. It's just a thought that came into my mind. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I think you would need a visual on that. Yeah, yeah. unless you did audiobooks. <laughs> Could you imagine riffing on audiobooks? Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> that would be kind of interesting because sometimes when we read an article, mm-hmm. you know, I'll be like reading the article verbatim and then I'll like tag it with something like, oh, I don't know about that. I mean, because there are a lot of uh, questionable things yeah, like that, that people questionable are, articles. people are publishing and you're like, well, actually, and it's not even just like articles. There's just questionable content, content yeah. out there that you're sure. like, I. Bro, I don't know. Yeah. Like, I don't... I, mm, you've you've mm, made a choice. It's not the right choice, but, but it's a choice. choice. Yeah. Do you have any proof or substantiation? A lot of times, no. A lot of times. Or logic. Times. The logic is missing. My, like, final thought on whether it's saturated or not. I think there are some subjects that are just saturated. Overly saturated, yeah. Like the true crime market. I think politics. Oh, God. News politics talk and shows. News. Too many. D&D live plays. There aren't enough quality ones for me to call Correct. it oversaturated. When I think of like oversaturated, I think of podcasts that I would get onto and be sucked into today. Mm-hmm. And for me, quality is important. There's a lot of different quality metrics, I feel yes. like. For, Depending for me, on who you are, yeah. you might think, well, structure, editing, the audio quality, maybe some cosmetics in branding or marketing. Yeah. And for me, the Let's Play market isn't oversaturated because there isn't enough of them that I would actually... It's too decentralized. Like, it's yes. not, like, clumped. It's not clustered enough. I feel like it's... you'd have to have more saturation in the quality end mm-hmm. in order for it to be considered oversaturated. Yeah. If we're talking just quantity, yes. 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 If just we're talking quantity. quality. If we're talking quality, no. Because, like, I can think of, like, right now, the podcast versions. On YouTube and Twitch, there are a lot of live plays. But when you get into Spotify and you get into those, like, recorded versions, the only ones that I have, like, listened to is Critical Role and their audio quality in the beginning trash mm-hmm. they got a lot better over time they got oh, yeah. a lot better over time they upgraded their studio yeah. they did 100% and now it's great um and then Adventure Zone mm-hmm. fucking impeccable and those are like digestible uh, and then Dimension 20 Dimension 20 yeah and fucking not another D&D podcast those four are really the only ones podcast wise that I've listened to 
Yeah, there is actual, like, Pokemon TTRPG. Yeah. One of our guests that we had on Deep Dungeon Discussions is in a Pokemon a Pokemon D&D group. God, that's fucking cool. There was a podcast that I had listened to that was a essentially a, a modified RPG system tabletop for Pokemon. Mm-hmm. And they were playing these really sort of ridiculous trainer characters. Yeah. yeah. It was just really funny. Uh, I can't remember what it was called. They would do a lot of different styles of things. Mm-hmm. So they did a Pokemon one for a couple of seasons and then they did like sort of a wild West shooter one and I can't remember who it was such a long time ago it had to have been like five years ago that I listened to it yeah let me see if I can find the Pokemon Play podcast that they well it's also streamed I think it's on someone else's stream but they are on said stream the other thing is you have people getting into podcasting right but it is a bit of a huge commitment so then you have people falling out of the podcast market a lot oh yeah so you know I've definitely had that happen a few times where it's like I'm listening to this podcast But they're not going to have another season because maybe they only planned for one. It was just a short-term project for them. Or maybe a life event happened and they had to discontinue their podcast. I've had that happen. Few of those like that. I don't know if Super Rodcast still does their podcast, but I actually got to meet a few of the people that do that whenever I went to Madison Regionals. And... I don't want to say it's like meeting a celebrity because it's a micro celebrity. Sometimes you put in the idea that they are, you can't approach them. But I approached one of them and I was just like, hey, I listened to your podcast. I think it's great. And I said, I'm playing this deck and I thought it would be cool if you just signed one of these cards. And I have a Alolan Executor card that is just signed by them. And I found that really cool. I don't know if they still podcast together, but I was just really captivated by that. They're just normal people. People that have those podcasts that you feel that are way up there. Like the almost, okay, how do you have like 500 listeners on a certain episode and you're this approachable? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think that's kind of interesting. And this might be a topic that we have at some point with the sort of boom of content creation and these platforms being more accessible the creation of these multiple tiers of celebrity yeah and these parasocial relationships you know you have followers yeah i so you have some experience with that as well i've had one parasocial like okay this is uncomfortable Mm -hmm. had a follower that constantly wanted to like be in parts of the stream especially whenever i was doing jeopardy runs i was doing jeopardy streams i pick i want this guest this guest and this guest because the questions that i have pertain to topics that i feel like they would actually know about right i put that on my discord to promote it and everything like that and the first comment that i got was wait you're doing this why didn't you invite me because i decided not to because i handpicked these people Parasocial is is a weird topic, and it definitely threw me off whenever it first essentially happened to me. Yeah, I mean, that's... I would say it's kind of really tough to navigate because it's kind of like that creation of a public-facing persona. Mm -hmm. You're producing something. 
for someone else to consume. Yeah. And there is some interrelationship. There's some interaction with the audience there. Yes. To sort of build that content and build the community. Mm -hmm. But it's not quite the same as... Yeah, it's just not quite the same as like the headspace or the, mm. the mode you're in whenever you're having a you know, like a one-on-one -on -one conversation with a person or if you're hanging out with a friend yeah. or a friend group or something like it's definitely different dynamics yeah so it's like I said it, it was I was doing a stream with these hand-picked individuals which I was like all right I'm able to get them on I've wanted to have a stream with them because I enjoy them as a content creator I enjoy them as a person I got to talk to them be a bit more personal and then someone who I didn't consider because it wasn't applicable goes why wasn't I involved it's kind of like serving your friends at work right if yeah. yes it, it's like why aren't you giving me the free stuff and it's like I'm at my job yeah like, I'm, I'm working, working bro <laughs> it's <laughs> this is this is how I make money like please respect that <laughs> I, yes, it's very much like that. And in my mind, I don't think I have ever thought to myself, I am owed this thing. I don't know if that's one of the things that's like, oh, I follow your content. I followed, I subscribed. You owe this to me. That's a terrible way Is to think it? about things. Because the, the way that I view subscribing to somebody's like stream or something yeah. is just supporting them. It is support, yeah. It's it's not a, an obligatory... No. And if I had something that had that person in mind, you know, if I wanted to do something about art and I know that this person is super good at art, yeah, I'm going to invite them if it's applicable. You're in the community and I know what you're able to do. If I have something like that, I will. But if it's not something that I feel is applicable, don't... It's almost like pressuring. It's a small little thing where they go... Why wasn't I chosen? Why wasn't I chosen? And then it's just like they, they have put pressure on a certain situation where it's like, I don't think I can answer this without someone getting upset. Do you begin to feel almost obligated to work with your subscribers when that gets like pretty intense? I do not. If that gets too intense, I kind of just take a moment, a step back. I know that I do have community-driven days. One of the big ones is the friend lock. You don't have to just be my friend to be in the thing. I have a few of the subscribers and people that I've known that have been in my community for a while now and have, like, stuck around because they enjoy what I do. Yeah, that's a great opportunity to be, like, if you have the time and the energy, join. If not, completely understand. So then, with not feeling obligated to do that, do you think that this person or the parasocial dynamic that is being created through streamer mm -hmm. and subscribers, I guess? Streamers yeah. Because it's not just people who watch. It's, it's people who are spending the money. Yeah. That create that different dynamic. Do you think that it's creating almost like a small amount of ability to be toxic in those environments? Uh, and I know like we're getting into kind of like stream mm -hmm. analytics. Yeah. But podcasts, it's a very similar small niche niche celebrity. Right, because right? you, you can pay for podcast subscription tiers as well. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> yes. I mean, we haven't quite... Oh, we haven't gotten there yet. We haven't quite broached that topic mm -hmm. yet. We're just kind of uh, speaking into the void at the moment, but... Yeah. Um, there is opportunities for that, for sure. For there to be toxicity in that subscriber, streamer, limbo, that space there between this person who is essentially sometimes paying your bills. Like, yeah. their support yeah. helps me pay my bills. 
do I cave in to make sure that this person continues to support or do I set a line and say, this is a line, please do not cross it because otherwise it makes me feel super uncomfortable and I feel like I can't make content that is good. So you as the streamer in the situation, I know you like briefly talked about like this one particular person. Mm. Um, do you think that was line enough for you to be like, this is my hard stop. This is my line. Thankfully, the issue kind of resolved itself. Okay. The person in question realized that he wasn't getting attention and left the Discord server. Have not seen him in stream since. I know that it was towing a line. Right. Like, I know right where there. the line is about. I have not had a moment where I've had to say, this is a line. If you cross it, consequences. That's interesting because I feel like that's definitely going to become an issue for that person. Like, they do that. It seems like this is a recurring pattern. It is. They're jumping from server to so server. One day, someone's going to kick them in the face. I, another streamer that I have, like, had collaborations with, he was in one of my Jeopardy streams. He basically got a hold of me and said, hey, just heads up, this person used to be hanging out in my stream and has been very pushy. I was playing Minecraft with my girlfriend and he basically pushed and pushed and pushed to be like, what's the server? I want to play with you guys. I want to play. He pretty much said, it's like, no, this is just me and my partner playing Minecraft. This is not community. This is more personal to where it's something that you can watch, but not right. interact. Yeah. Like, you can interact, but I'm not having you in the game. Like, you can interact through chat. That's yes. what chat's for. That is what chat's I, for. I do find all of this, like, incredibly interesting, and I think that maybe next season we actually revisit the content creator having you on. So this, like, content creator audience relationship yeah. is a relationship. How that affects the streamer's mental health as somebody who, like, I take in content so much of it like consistently seeing having like both sides and I guess me and Hope yeah we are content creators but we don't interact with our audience the same or not yet and, <laughs> well, well we don't do it in the same way Sky right, does right so, that's true uh, it'd be dope if we did though <laughs> Comment, like, subscribe. Thanks. But regardless of that, I think... Coming at you, season two. Season mm -hmm. two. Back with Sky Guy. <laughs> Slay. <laughs> Piggybacking off of that into, like, the saturated podcast market, do you think that situations like that maybe divert some people from entering the streaming market and they go for podcasts because it's less? Oh, you mean, like, the type of person who's yes. going to do a podcast versus streaming? Um, I think podcasting is a bit more accessible. It's going to be slower paced. It's going to be maybe a, a bit less community interactive, more serious interviews, even though you can have some real, some real yeah, goofy some... stuff popping off. Oh, yeah. It's a lot easier because it's essentially a live podcast. Yeah. As soon as, like, we're ready to go, I click on go live and there is no editing. People can watch and chat at the same time while listening to us essentially record the podcast in real time. But I've turned everything off. There's no, you know, goofy bits that I do. The soundboard is off, so you can't... After I make a haha funny joke, there's actual audience clapping in the background because there's a soundboard. I've turned all of that off. So it's a little more authentic. It helps me basically go, I know that I'm not entertaining a chat. There's oh. a difference between you me... You can focus on the content. I can focus on oh, okay. the guest and the content that we're doing instead of essentially trying to entertain a collective of an audience... 
Because when I'm doing like a normal stream, there is a one out of eight chance that I'm not going to actually be playing a video game. I am essentially just going to be hanging out with chat, just webcam on the entire time, doing funny bits, talking about stuff. I'll sit down to get ready to play a game and then we'll just talk. And I like that part. But on the other side, it's like I don't have to worry about doing that whenever I'm doing the podcast bit. So I could see that... If someone were wanting to get into content creating and had that fear of parasocial, having an audience live reacting constantly, that could be a avenue that was would cause a lot less anxiety. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think maybe that is a contributor to podcast oversaturation. Like, I keep going back to the true crime market because it is just so fucking dense. It would be hard to do a live video format with chat and everything and do a murder, you murder. know. Like, I know that there are some out there where they, like, set at a that. table and they, like, talk and, like, they try to interact with chat. But when you're, like, telling a story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, that's just, it is not cohesive. But, like, D&D live plays, right? The ones that don't ever go to Twitch don't ever go to YouTube. Those are the type of podcasts that I'm, like, talking about when I talk about the parasocial fear. Because there are podcasts were like this right like we're sitting here and we're talking we could easily interact with the chat Mm -hmm. but i don't want to have to yes does that make sense yes like i don't want to have to put this on twitch yeah because i'm i want to be focused on our content i want to be focused on our conversation i want to be focused i want to be able to look hope in the eyes and not have to be like where's chat saying yeah Yeah, i I think it has maybe a little bit of different purposes I do love in podcasting, if it is asynchronous, it's away from the live audience. You can't have really real conversations because you're just chatting with someone in kind of this exclusive sort of space at, at this time that you have. And... You know, you can have a real conversation without all the distractions. You can focus. And depending on how much structure or planning you want to have, it's a lot easier to do that. Yes. Mm-hmm. If you're constantly reacting or if you're constantly responding to a live audience, it's much harder to go deeper yeah. into a conversation. Yeah. There are podcasts like that where it's just discussion and they have, all right, every 10 minutes we're going to look at chat, see if there's anyone that's like essentially donated to say, hey, What about this topic? In this kind of podcast space, it's very much, we're getting just our opinions and our questions, so it feels a little bit more personal to us, instead of reacting to a chat and finding out what the subjects that they want to have us tackle. It's what we have brought to the table. So yeah, I mean, I think podcasting, YouTube videos are kind of like this. You'll put something out there and it's purely for consumption. Mm -hmm. And if you'd like the person to discuss something else in the future, you can comment and you get your interaction in that way. And then sometimes a YouTuber will do a live stream Mm -hmm. and they will do more of that community building. So I think whichever avenue you want to go and there's multiple different choices might be dependent on what goals do you want to accomplish. Yeah, and what you're comfortable with. Yeah. Like if you know yourself as a person that is not comfortable with interacting with an audience constantly whenever you're doing you're wanting to make content live streaming may not be your thing that is a lot of knowing yourself as a person what you know that you can tolerate or put up with like if you're not tolerable to having i'm going to talk about something that came up recently that actually got me a little like upset i had in two streams i was streaming final fantasy 14 oh whoop yes 
And I was basically doing the story, and I was, you know, talking for all these characters that didn't have voice acting and everything like that. But then I got a follower, and it usually comes up with the name, and it says is followed, and I usually say, oh, thank you for the follow. I had two times where a follower had the name of I Follow Suicidal Veterans. And it fucked with me. And then I got one... No. And I got one... Like, later on, it was right during one of the fi- finale, like, Final Fantasy fourteen streams that I was doing, and I had, like, 30-odd viewers watching, waiting for me to finish this, this expansion, and I had a follower that came up as your dead veteran friend. And if I didn't have someone there with me, essentially helping me go through the content with me, because I've been co-starring with this person that I've gained a good friendship with, if I wasn't with them, that would have hit me harder. It's hard to have that happen and try and act like it didn't. Yeah. Because that's one of the that's one of the scary things about live streaming is especially if you have your webcam on, they get that satisfaction of knowing that they've messed with you. And thankfully the I think the time that I know the second time I did not have my webcam on. I was doing PNG. It was basically just like, Oh, here's my character and it jumps every time that I talk. Other than my silence which could be seen as, oh, we got a reaction out of them. It's hard to essentially act like that didn't happen and move on. To not give them that satisfaction of, I've messed with them, so I'm going to continue to mess with them. Yeah, because mm-hmm. we, don't, we don't have that, like, instant. Right. I mean, it, no matter what kind of content creation you're going to be doing, you can be impacted by that, but it... There's trolls. Yeah. It's, it's yes. amplified by and, and magnified if... It's live. Yeah. Because you don't have necessarily that time away from people to sort of compose yourself and process. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, first of all, that's horrible. And we love you. And those people can fuck a suck. Okay. And that is the type of stuff that, like, I think that the re- a big reason the podcast market is so oversaturated is deep, deep conversation that is topical. Mm-hmm. That is, you know, a little... Maybe taboo. It goes over better in podcasts than I think live content because in oh, live you'll content, get like super trolled in live content get, for uh, talking about things very serious yeah. topics. Mm-hmm. There's bound to be someone who's out there just to just to fuck with you, just to ruin it. Yep. Even the true crime stuff, they couldn't do that live. Not only because of the way that the content is set up, but because how many trolls are you gonna get while you're trying to explain this horrific thing that happened? Right. How many people are gonna think it's funny to make the comments? Say the the extra bullshit, yep. you know, too many because people don't have fucking lives and they're in their basements with their fucking mommy and daddy upstairs making them dinner. Okay, fucking basement trolls, y'all. I have opinions, mm-hmm. okay, and they can fuck off. Change the whole subject before I offend off whole genre of people. Yeah. Um. So. Ooh. Actually, I was thinking about wrapping things up here and kind of coming to some sort of conclusion if we can think about all the random shit we said in the past <laughs> however long. Yeah, I guess one of the big final thoughts that I, I can take away from this is while there is probably a market saturation as far as quality podcasts over quantity in certain genres... Podcasting is easier if you have anxiety with a live audience. If you still want to make content, 
to have your voice heard, your opinions heard, but you don't necessarily want it to be live streamed, live reviewed by other people. Mm -hmm. Podcasting helps there be that disconnect from creator audience. And I don't think me or Hope, we have that anxiety with interacting with the live audience. I can't really speak for you, but I know that I don't. I like the structure of this better. The pre-reviewing it, the making sure we get our point across. Even in our small little baby circle of, of me and Hope and or guest. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I also think the niche markets are less oversaturated. It's all depending. True crime market, oversaturated as hell. When you get into the radio dramas, it's a much less oversaturated market. Like, Parcast has like 10 or 12 of them that are fantastic. I highly recommend Fairy. But there's not hundreds and hundreds out there that are like all the exact same. Does that make sense? Yeah, what about your final thoughts, Hope? I would say... I don't think it's oversaturated in the respect that it's this sort of living creature. People yeah. are coming and going. Things are always kind of shifting or moving around. So there's always space. And you can always have a new take, a new spin, a new gimmick on an old topic. What's really important that I've found, I, I think it's more of a recent discovery for myself, is that sometimes people need to hear the same thing in a different voice. They oh. need to hear it in a voice that is representative of themselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So as many different individuals as there are in the world, there's a space for your content. Mm -hmm. Because you're going to connect with someone, maybe they just stumble upon it, that you never would have even imagined. Yeah. So as long as there's different people out there just rocking it, I, room for it. Yeah, I think there's not oversaturation. Well, we thank you for listening. Please follow us on all of our pretty, pretty socials www.facebook.com slash let's review pod our instagram slash so let's underscore review uh, and then our email ask let's review at gmail.com thank you so much please like follow subscribe and be kind yeah thanks for coming skylar of course oh yeah i guess skylar's here <laughs> <laughs> just kidding we will see you next season next season there we're is gonna a... take a little bit of a break just yep. a couple of months we just got to compose ourselves. We got to take a little me time. Yeah, and we've got big shit happening. And we'll talk about that in episode one, all the big shit that we took the break for, hopefully. Maybe we won't. <laughs> I don't know. Everybody's quiet. Yes. Might, might, need to, might be a need-to-know basis. We don't know. Why, why is it need-to-know? You talked about it earlier. <laughs> Did I? You talked know. about the CPA earlier. <laughs> oh, I don't even know what the heck we're talking about. That's, right I was now. just talking about your CPA exam, <laughs> bro. Like, what kind of secrets are we No, I'm just talking about school and your CPA exam. Oh, yeah. This is a great way to end a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and then it trails off yep. into the ether of the day. No, we do this all the time. It's the best. <laughs>